Good Friday morning to you, family. This is Chris. You're listening to Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. I hope this message finds you doing well. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. See you high and lifted up. Shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love. As we sing holy, holy, holy. Open the eyes of our heart, dear Abba, kind, loving spirit. Enlighten our hearts so that we can see your glory. We can see your love. We can see your power. We can see your grace. We can see everything that you would have us to see that is around us and within us. You are great. You are mighty. You are powerful. You are awesome. You are amazing. Your love is infinite and never failing. We thank you for your loving kindness that is with us because you kind loving spirit are for us there is no space or place in which that we can go that you don't already reside you say that there is nothing not height nor depth that separates us from your great love we gird our spirit and our heart and our mind with that remembrance with that truth for this moment right now we thank you for your goodness we thank you that you sustain us and keep us we thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for our lives that that it's not for harm but it is for our good we thank you for being faithful we thank you that your love is like a covenant of old like a ring of solid brass and we can't get under or that we can't get over that your love is stronger than the power of the grave that your love is higher than the fears that we face we thank you we remember and we hold that love deep within our hearts so when we have these circumstances and and uh experiences and trials and storms whatever they may be when we don't know where to turn we remember your promise we remember your love we remember your grace and we know that we have it with us help us today and all that we have to do in our activities in our work in our lives but we just want to take a moment in this space to say thank you thank you thank you for your goodness thank you for being all that you are to us we love you gracious Abba We cast every care, every issue that's before you because we know before the foundation of the earth was formed, you you knew our name and you knew our heart. Before there ever was a problem, you had a solution. So we just get still in our day, in our time today, just to wait with, uh, with expectancy and a knowing that you hear us. You're the God that sees, you're the God that hears, and that you will give an answer. Help us. Help us to continue to grow in the nature and knowledge of who you are. That you are more than our problems. That you are more than our circumstances. That you are more than our perspectives. We just hold fast to that and walk in it. Help us to continue to grow and to continue to move forward in all that you would have us to do. Our answer is yes. 
to your will. Yes to your way. Yes to the promises that you have. Yes to the dreams that you put in our heart. Yes to the vision that you have for our lives. We say yes. We continue to move and go forth. Help us be kindness and goodness and and mercy and grace to all that we meet, all that are in our circle of influence. Help us be willing to share our heart, to share our skills, to share our abilities with all that we meet. You say that we overcome by the word of our testimony. And our testimony today and in this moment is that you've always been faithful, that you've always had an answer, that you've never let us down, that even when there were situations and experiences that we didn't have a strategy for or a solution, you were there. You are there. You're not just the God of the beginning and the God at the end. You're the God right now. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How y'all doing today? I hope y'all having a fantastic, wonderful, wonderful Friday. I'm coming to you live from the car as I warm it up. I'm uh, headed to go out. But I just wanted to share this devotional because I was reading it earlier this week. And I thought it was so impactful because it's an experience that we can relate to. Uh, if you ever have a chance to listen to For the Culture by Danielle Thomas, it's on, excuse me, our Bible app. Please uh, be sure to do that. I was reading a post in one of her Facebook groups called Unfit Christian. You know, check it out if you want. You know, if it, if it feeds your heart, great. If it's not for you, I totally understand. But I liked the conversation she was having. And so I wanted to share that because it tied in to the scripture. Because, you know, we've been talking about grace. We've been talking about weakness because we started talking about 2 Corinthians 12, 9. My grace is sufficient. I was talking about Apostle Paul. And, and the reason it comes up, and I'm trying to find my notes, um, is Apostle Paul was having that experience of the thorn in his flesh. And it wasn't said what the, the, uh, the, the thorn or in his flesh actually was. It, it never said that. And and um, it didn't it didn't say if it was spiritual, if it was emotional, if it was mental. And <clears throat> he did ask God to deliver him from or to remove the thorn from his flesh. But Abba didn't do that. Now, we know in the scripture that thus Paul goes on to say that gives that he boasts in his weakness all the more. But the reason I bring that up is because. You know, it doesn't tell you the time period that that took. Like, was that an immediate thing that Apostle Paul did? Was that days? You know, was that years? We don't have like a time reference. And it's fine. We don't need need to. But I thought about that because, you know, he asked, uh, Apostle Paul asked God to remove the flesh. But, you know, it didn't happen. And I was uh, bringing that up because Daniel Thomas had this post where she talked about, you know, the experience in her life where she would pray and ask God uh, to help her with things. I'm trying to get it to get the exact word. She's here, here it is. I found it. Praise God. She says, my prayer life changed when I decided to be honest, to really walk in spirit and truth. She laid her pretense and performative salvation and started getting real and raw with God. Still, she writes, she has to grapple often with God's ability 
versus God's willingness. She has this meme. I, I don't have the ability to post it, but it says, I know you're able, but are you willing, God? She talks about how she's cried until her tears ran dry, how she's fasted and failed and fasted again until her next failure, how she's plea bargained with God, told God she could have it all back because none of it brings her joy. She talked about tearing in the spirit and speaking in tongues and worshiping as part of her experience in, in prayer and talking with God and ritualizing, you know, things out, cursing God and asking, you know, what to do. More specifically, she talks about the hymn. You know I love a good hymn. And I'm trying to go to it because I had to find the words for it this morning. And the question she says is, what do you do when you believe in a God who can do the impossible, but it seems like, or she writes, but is unwilling to do it for you? How do you make a peace or make peace, excuse me, with a no to a prayer you earnestly and desperately wanted a yes to? How do we deal with the guttural grief of empty prayers? My question to you, is it really empty? Write that down. She writes uh, in the hymn, Spirit of God Descend. I don't know how to sing it. I don't know its tune, but I'll give you the words because she's talking about this one part that I thought was so important. Spirit of God Descend upon my heart. There's a verse that says, Teach me to feel that thou art always nigh. Teach me the struggles of the soul to bear. To check the rising doubt, the rebel sigh. Teach me the patience of unanswered prayer. She talks about how this verse is often skipped in the experience of people singing it. And she says she imagines this is because we don't know how to sit with the pain of God's no. The patience of unanswered prayer is a discipline that's often lost in the pain of I know. And I think about that because we were talking about the scripture you know, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, and, you know, Paul, you know, eventually gets to the point where he boasts about his weakness, but the truth is, before he boasts about the weakness, you know, Abba said, no, many of us could possibly relate to the experience of praying for things, situations, experiences, and we don't necessarily get this immediate yes or uh, suddenly, you know, because uh, she continues to write that, you know, uh, you know, many times we'll hear about prayers for jobs and houses and cars and money and income opportunities. Nothing's wrong with that. I do believe wholeheartedly you can go to God and talk about everything that's concerned uh, concerning you. But in addition to that, there are other things that people pray for relationally. Victims of abuse are pray. Children of dying parents pay, pray. Suicidal folks pray. Mothers of children murdered by police pray. Miscarrying and infertile parents pray lgbtq people we pray immigrants and refugees pray and she talks about you know and sometimes god still says no i dream she dreams of a community where we can grieve god's no without shame or rush to blanket our pain in idioms of positivity and i get that sentiment and idea because oftentimes we immediately talk about you know the fact that apostle paul embraces the weakness and and boasts about it and how you know i was telling you in in, in the last um podcast about the spiritual maturity to accept no to you know uh grow 
immaturity of receiving no and the step you know after you receive no and boasting about your weakness what exactly is weakness how god uses weakness we were talking about that and I, it's not that i feel that those things are wrong i just also think that it's true that we don't hold space for the periods of no we don't allow that lamentation you know sometimes we just try to you know tell people how long they should lament or we just don't understand you know how it comes you know it comes in waves and cycles is often what I think she later talks about the scripture says for we do not have uh, know how to pray as we ought but that very spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words Romans 8 26 her end she ends with maybe we're praying the wrong prayers but I believe that painful place between God's no to our wrong prayers and being given the right words to pray is both sacred and necessary to our journey. I believe that that's true. And it also made me want to break down Romans 8.26. So uh, if you remember, it says, For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very spirit intercedes with sides too deep for words. That's Romans 8.26. This passage in itself describes the difference between our future and our presence as Christian. Is what it says in the commentary. It, according to the commentary, it says that our future in Christ is God's children and heirs of the kingdom is everything we long for. Our present, though, is a life of longing, patient waiting, living in the hope of a reality that has not yet arrived. We continue to suffer along with the rest of creation to groan for the life to come. You know, I think there's a lot in that when we, when we talk about present day, because I often think the problem in, in, in our life, my life, you know, everybody's life, if, if we're just going to theorize for a moment, is the ability to live in the meantime, in the right now. Because we can sometimes spend so much time hoping for what we don't, you know, or we, yeah, I say hoping for what we have yet to receive, have yet to get, get to what we lost, uh, that we don't whole space for what's going on right now and that's what the question later gets to is how do we live in the meantime and I think that's what she's asking you know or she's talking about living in the meantime the space in the meantime uh it's being a sacred part of our journey the need to not rush to positivity or rush to that just holding space for where you are right now in the wide range of experiences emotions thoughts that it is and the fact that abba can be trusted and is totally good with that space you know paul is writing this scripture and in this scripture paul is saying that you know that in this time uh paul says that we can become hang on my note left hang on hold on i lost it uh, okay, it says, through the Spirit, Abba provides for us in many different ways. Paul is acknowledging that here. Uh, Paul also talks about how uh, physically we remain creatures in fragile bodies with sometimes baffling emotions. Spiritually, we can become weak in our faith. And as Paul uh, begins to make clear, however, with Abba's Spirit with us, it makes all the difference because Abba continually helps us through our weakness, through all times. He steps in. He helps us with those burdens. And I think, you know, that's, you know, a really good point, a really good thing to think about. 
another way to think about this context because I don't have an answer for that the truth is we all have had times in our lives where we've been praying and it's not necessarily and whether we're praying for a job praying for a house praying for income or whether it's relational or it's issues and experiences that we're praying for in a holding space for when sometimes the answer is not a, an immediate yes it's no like Paul received the no Paul did not get the flesh the thorn from his flesh removed and I just think it's important to hold space and and just you know allow the actual space to 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 realize this that's true that that's sacred as part of our journey as well another way to think about it is Graham Cook talked about only God can turn a global pandemic into the biggest recorded miracle in the world he stated that you know now we are shut in with the healthiest person ever we cannot be separated from Abba's wholeness we should take advantage of this astonishing opportunity to be made more like him in spirit mind and body Abba's presence does not isolate us from our reality today his wholeness is the catalyst for us to know him in spirit and in truth to enjoy Abba in the way that Abba designs and wants truth and life. We, me, you, us have the opportunity to know Abba now in ways that may not have been possible to receive in our usual routine. The presence of Abba guarantees majesty is what Graham writes in all areas of our life because Jesus died for us so that he could live in us creating newness of life and i like that you know the newness of life in jesus is a right purchased by the blood we know that god does not cause ill to people but is instead taking advantage of these situations by giving us his life acts 10 verse 38 is is his testimony and it further reads god always announces abba's you know god's current plan and today the plan is uh graham writes for i know the plans that i have for you declare the lord plans for your welfare not your calamity to give you a future and a hope we're familiar with that scripture i think oftentimes the challenge is we're unsure we're unsure of what that that future and 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 plan looks like and welfare looks like how does that actually turn out because oftentimes when we're experiencing things it doesn't turn out like we thought you know if we're going to be honest about it you know, the fact that Abba orchestrates a plan for our good. We were talking about that in our prayer. But what does that good look like? You know, at best, we get to trust God. They're, they're, that's the only thing. Well, I mean, trusting God and continuing to move forward, you know, and, and with faith, with belief that all things are possible. Holding space for what that possibility means and how that transforms. And I don't have you know a complete answer for some of those issues and things that people pray for because in my own life I've had real experiences where it was no sometimes it was no right then and then eventually it came to pass or sometimes it was always no and I love how Abba I mean not yeah Abba I love Abba but I was trying to say I love how Graham Graham Cook writes about Abba in this way and we can close he writes Abba will not settle for just acting as our keeper to keep us safe. Abba really wants to be our healer and to become our health. 
to heal every pre-existing condition so that we emerge whole and complete because we are complete and then graham cook is right so we emerge from this pandemic more whole than we ever have been that abba is not practicing social distancing from us because abba is with us and for us in him we become the light of the world and as you think about that what does that mean for your life as you think about those spaces and places uh, where you know there's actual pain and things don't get removed what's your go-to then how do you hold that sacred space how does that transform your life how does that inform your life that's the question I think think of today when I was reading that um, experience because spirit helps us in our weakness when as, as we're saying when we don't know what we ought to pray for the spirit intercedes for us and that's why i say i don't necessarily know if we're praying wrong when when uh thomas writes um maybe we're praying the wrong prayers i don't think it's necessarily that we're praying wrong wrong prayers i think we're praying from a space that we are right now that it it could be true right then wherever that is some of those experiences and spaces and places that we're praying for are very real that that's just straight up where we are and we're asking for and believing for what we're believing for in that moment and i think it changes though as we continue to grow in christ or in knowledge of who spirit is that's all i have for you today i just wanted to leave you with that because i thought you know that uh, that was interesting to think about that was interesting and important to talk about in as much as we talk about my grace is sufficient and what it means and what is grace because we're going to get back to our book um you'll probably get another podcast later today where I'm, we, we cover chapter two and three but i just wanted to stop by and talk about uh this uh devotional or this this post because it related in my mind heart and spirit to second corinthians 12 and 9 i love you i hope you have a great rest of your day Peace.